Welcome to our podcast, where we will be talking about life and all its flavors with the hopes of making ripples with words. I'm Uriel, and in this episode, we are joined by Princess and Tony for a different format, where we start with a reading of Princess's essay, Why I Went So Searching, to be done by Tony. Why I Went Soul Searching by Princess Corrado. I cheated. We just celebrated our second year anniversary and three months later, I cheated. For someone who had an anti-cheater pact with her girls, this was totally nerve-wracking for me. Being in a society that looked down on cheaters didn't make me feel better either. The radio DJ says, once a cheater, always a cheater. More than the act itself, the worst part is that after cheating, I wasn't sorry. I felt hurting my boyfriend. As I looked at me, I had the chance to do it all over again. The truthful answer is, I would. My boyfriend then and I had a beautiful love story. He was my first love and I've looked up to him since I was nine. When I was in high school, we'd sneak out of the house in the middle of the night and make out under the moonlight. He was older than me, which made it thrilling. (laughs) He waited for me to turn 18 before officially asking me to be his girl. All the butterflies in my stomach fluttered as I said yes. Yes, I was in love. I was in love in the way I knew love to be then. The good morning texts and the good night calls, asking how your day went, the gifts and birthday surprises, the dates. Slowly, it all became routine. The thrill wore off. I felt he became complacent because he already had me and things started to go haywire. From being an inspiration to my studies, from being, from seeing him as my knight in shining armor, he turned out to be a total douche. The relationship that used to hold me started to break me. Soon enough, we were on the rocks, slowly breaking apart. But society said, when things are broken, fix them and not throw them away. And so I was willing to fix things for the sake of our love story. Pathetic, right? My young was too beautiful to throw away, even if it doesn't make me happy anymore. I chose to stay. That summer, my girlfriends and I went on a beach trip to one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, El Nido, Palawan. They had no idea what I was going through. Waking up to a view of limestone rock formations and a heavy heart inside weren't a good combination for Bartada trips. I was supposed to be the cheerful type in the group, so I didn't want to ruin the mood. But it also meant I didn't get much needed girl talk throughout the four days. On our way home, 
Puerto Princesa's tiny airport was jam-packed. Flights were delayed, tourists were all over the place, there was no place to sit. I could feel eyes looking at our group. We were five girls, styled in our five different personalities. There was this good-looking blonde guy seated on top of the table and our eyes met. He said, I like your hair. Can I have a picture with you? Oh, my eyes twinkled, my friend's jaws dropped, and my heart fell. I literally felt like I met Prince Charming. He came to me with the battle scars he earned from trying to find me. He said he spent a month ago in Puerto Princesa, so I asked, Have you been to the underground river? What other tourist spots have you been to? I haven't been to any, he said. So, what have you been up to? Oh, we built a school for children. Oh my god, my heart. He told us stories behind his tattoos and our hearts just kept melting. He answered, Salamat po, mahal kita, and maganda. He turned to me and continued, Oh God, you not. We talked more in private, and before I I was sharing my dreams to a complete stranger. He made me sing. I haven't sang in a while. He gave me smiles that reached my ears. Everything was going so well, but we knew it had to end. It was boarding time. We were taking separate planes. Before going, he said, Promise me you'll never give up on your dreams. I was like, You did not just take my heart away. <laughs> we got back to Manila, and while recalling what just happened, guilt seeped in. I had a laugh with someone I literally just met two hours ago. My heart melted over and over in a span of delayed flight hours. On top of that, he made me promise to not give up on my dreams. Oh, who the hell does that? Not even my boyfriend said that. And so, the comparison began. At this point, I wasn't guilty of anything. Told myself I was just on a high because it's not every day I get to meet someone like him. I even had the guts to tell my boyfriend I met this guy in the airport. But the following day, the unimaginable happened. He missed his flight, he is in Manila for another two days, and he is staying at a hotel 20 minutes away from me. Oh, my heart pumped, and I didn't think twice. This is the only chance I'll ever get to be with him. I took all the money I have left from my trip and I went to him. Later that night, I found myself in his hotel suite on the 21st floor. He pulled the curtains to the side to give us an obstructed view of Makati City's nightlights. His forearm was leaning against the glass window and I stared at his brown eyes while I held a glass of rum coke. We endlessly talked about our fears, our dreams, how life has been treating us so far. I swear, I still ask myself, was I really not in a movie? He profoundly asked me, 
would you take life with me right now at that point i just saved the drama and moral analysis for later he kissed me and i kissed back and the rest of the night was history judgment days were up ahead i was too easy to get i didn't value my commit my boyfriend i put that beautiful love story to waste upon all the good things he has done for me i returned a favor with this i knew exactly that what i was doing was wrong but i did it anyway i was supposed to hate cheaters but now look at me i am one of them i broke up with my boyfriend a few days after let's say i were in my good morals and right conduct class and this situation came up as an as a question i knew exactly what to answer so i would get a perfect score But why is it that when I was in that situation in real life I chose the wrong answer? Oh, these societal norms that have turned into my beliefs, are they really what I believe in? Do they reflect the real me? Or did I just end up believing in them cuz everyone else's thoughts? Was it merely because of a pact I had with my girls? This an act became right or wrong based on the number of people who support it and the number of people who are against it. Oh, oh, I spent many nights staring at the ceiling, asking myself these questions, admitting the wrong I'd done. I've tried so hard to find even just a hint of regret within me, but I couldn't. This fact disgusted me. A year later, I took a solo trip to Cambodia to visit Angkor Wat. This place had been my dream since Tomb Raider. I walked around the temples and meditated. I stared at sunrises and sunsets. I sat on the edge of a century-old rocks to try to find a different perspective. Did I cheat? Yes. Am I the cheater? No. One wrong act is not enough to label or define me. Did cheating mean I didn't love my boyfriend? No. It does not nullify the feelings I had for him which made me say yes to the relationship. Was it love with the blonde guy? Oh, there was kilig, definitely, but it wasn't necessarily love for him. It was self-love. I realized everything that happened was necessary for me to understand my worth. I deserve to be with a guy who makes me laugh and sing. I deserve to be cherished as the princess that I am. I deserve someone who doesn't take my love and care for granted. Sometimes we get busied that we end up losing ourselves. Thank God we can first soul again. our own love tank so that we may fully love again wow hindi ko alam kung bakit basta nakangiti lang ako the whole time nung pinapahinga ko yung reading ni Tony <laughs> anyway thank you thank you for that wonderful thing oh. Tony <laughs> 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 Tatanong ko lang. 
ano naman yung naging creative process mo sa pagbasa ng essay? Grabe, creative process. No, siguro, malaking part is, I know the story. Um, Ses told me about this when we had some overnights sa bahay niya. <laughs> Parang years ago. Oo, and then, <laughs> As, an, as a reader or as an actor, it was uh, parang a good um, uh, door for me. Kasi mahirap basahin yung ganitong kind of um, opening up. Kasi madali siyang i-judge. Or madali, kasi it's about cheating, di ba? Pero I, I knew Seth so well na it's yun na yung naging process ko na I, I understand her what she went through ano yung nangyari talaga dito sa malam movie niya love story pero diba uh, from the previous from the boy, ex-boyfriend pa diba to the Prince Charming so those those factors na kahit ako nung pinapakinggan ko siya meron akong process na hindi ako makapaniwala and then I just put it in here while reading it na there's something na dadaling ka on the highs <laughs> of the of that story, mm-hmm. diba? Kasi parang nagkita lang sila sa airport, tapos ano na? <laughs> ano na, diba? Oo, pero siguro that's the creative process is one, I understood her. She's my BFF, diba? And uh, this is, parang this is one of those stories or pasabog niya dun sa overnight um, sessions namin. <laughs> kaya, kaya, ano, I feel so ano, grateful and honored na parang, oo nga, no? What if I read it and she listens there? <laughs> dun sa, ano, sa kanyang very mature move of, this is part of our life. Kahit nasabihin mong pagkakamali ito or sinito, nangyari. So, ayun. <laughs> Acceptance ba? is part of the creative process. Yeah. Wow! Thank wow. you! Thank you! And that was Tony Go, everyone! Joining us for the second time! <laughs> By the way, mga listeners, may episode siya with us! Um, I think episode 2. So, yun. Check, check it out. Check yun. it out. <laughs> check it out. Yun. Thank you. Thank you thank for joining you. us. Ang ganda. Ang ganda. Thank you. Rinses. Thank you, Rinses. Thank you. Thank you, ate. Thank you. Thank you, Rin Oriel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ayan na. So, princess. <laughs> Hi, Oriel. I have to ask. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so, um, Ano <laughs> ito, ito talaga yung tanong ko. Um, so, ano yung, what was going through your mind while pinapahinggan mo si Tony? Parang listening to your own words being read out. Um, what was that like? Ano siya? Um, nakaka-overwhelm. And at the same time, I feel how much she gave justice to the essay that I wrote. I feel like um, she was speaking as if I was speaking through her, and um, if if I was if we were complete strangers that she didn't know my story, like I would feel um, how how much she put herself into my shoes. Pero yun nga kasi she knows eh. she knows what happened during those times. I was journeying with her during those times. That's why um nahaka nahaka proud na kuno kagaling yung friend ko Marte. <laughs> and at the same time ano yun nga nahaka overwhelm um ang sarap nung sinabi niya na siguro kung ibang tao they would judge me but with her kasi she understands me and i guess um 
with that, um, mas naging comfortable ako. So, tatanong ko lang, ano ba talaga yung intention mo by writing this essay? Well, I wrote a bunch of essays during the quarantine. Um, being stuck in the house, I used my time for reflection and for writing. I've been wanting to write this story so much. Um, this happened way back 2015, so that was about five years ago. But I- I've attempted so many times. I wrote it in my journal, pero I wasn't able to finish the story. Back then, I would tell this story. Um, I take three hours to tell the whole story, putting in so much details, ganyan, putting in so much heart and so much um, production <laughs> into the into just telling the story. But it was only during the quarantine where I also was able to write it in such a way that shows my growth also um, with what happened. Um, before, kasi I would think maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic thinking about all these things happening to me, my heart pumping, my jaws dropping, my heart melting. And then, mm. I honestly, I didn't want to sound like I was just parang... Minsan, I think I'm just making things up. Eh. Maybe if others would hear it, I, maybe they'd think I was just making things up that he he missed his flight. Then we met up here in Manila. We we were in the, mm. in the hotel suite. Sometimes I think it's too good to be true, and it was. It was too good to be true. So there was a lot of um, acceptance first that had to happen on my end, and a lot of learning and growth before I was able to write it. So would you say parang sinulat mo talaga siya more for yourself in terms of parang kumbaga ikaw coming to terms with this part of your life? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I mentioned I, I wrote a bunch of um, essays during this quarantine. Um, this is just one of the things that I wrote about. So I wrote one about grief. I wrote, I wrote one about Um, my physical appearance. I wrote one about career. Um, I think I'm at a point in my life wherein the things I believed in, um, I'm slowly outgrowing them. I'm slowly um, learning about myself a bit more, learning about life a bit more, learning about other people a bit more. So, I, I tried to put in words, in an essay, um, the things I experienced, the things that I realized, so that, in a way, it was also unloading for me, so that I can move forward. I'm at a point in my life where I'm in a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why when I compiled my essays, um, I haven't finished all of them. Um... But my working title is Reflections of a 25-Year-Old. Parang adulting. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, abangan namin yan. <laughs> okay, so since na- nabanggit mo nga, di ba, na the reason why you wrote not just this essay but a bunch of other essays is kasi nga 
parang it was a time of self-reflection for you and mm. yun nga um, a part of that was also yung acceptance mo of these things that are occurring in your life so would you say well for this specific essay lang naman um, were there any internal problems or strug- struggles that you were facing yeah that's why you decided to write the essay yes yeah mm-hmm. I asked myself Because uh, in as much as other people would judge me, like before, I didn't even want to hear other people's judgment. Because before you judged me, I've already judged myself <laughs> for what had happened. Mm. Um, because I had this pact with my girls. We all said that um, we're gonna be anti-cheaters. We're not allowed. We're we're not. Pro cheating, we're mad at people who cheat. You know, we had that. Plus, dami pang teleserye, dami pang movie, and dami pa. <laughs> ano? Dami ganap. Dami ganap. Nako, de ba? So I judged myself, but I guess yun nga eh, I was slowly outgrowing things I believed in. Um, going back to um, what is What what is my self worth? Why was I in that relationship? Even it was just merely to have a beautiful love story to say. But when I was in the love story, I was sad. It was a routine. I didn't feel cherished. So it was yun yah acceptance on my end. That was the internal conflict in me. Like me even accepting mm. accepting myself the wrong that I've done I wrote there um I wasn't sorry and that's the fact that disgusted me like I I go back I go back and I didn't even feel sorry for doing it or if I would do it all over again I'd still just do the same thing and um I had to accept that and I had to find in myself why and That's where I realized that I guess he came into my life to make me realize my worth. Um, he and I, he meaning the blonde guy, um, we spoke to each other recently. I asked him permission because I was gonna share this story to the world. And when we talked the other night, we both Apparently, we both felt the same. That we are both um, the one that got away for each other. Like we both wonder, um, what if we had more time together? What if we got to talk more? What if um, he didn't have to leave for Hawaii? What if he lived in the Philippines? Or what if he stayed? <laughs> he missed another flight. You know. But then, during my soul searching in Cambodia, staring at sunrises and sunsets, I I realized that you know maybe people come into our lives just to pass, just to give us a lesson, just to um, remind us of something. And to me, that something was my self worth. And because of him. I knew what I was looking for in a relationship. That's why in the relationship that I am in now, which I believe to be forever, <laughs> um, when I met him, 
I knew exactly it's him because I felt my worth when I was with him. Yon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you susunod ko na mga question. So parang, how did you finally come to terms with what you truly believe and what society tells you to believe? Parang, would you say na right now, na figure out mo na siya? Have you made your peace with it? Or is it something you're still trying to navigate? Um, parang nasan ka na sa journey na yun? Um, right now, surprisingly, I'm at a point where um, as I get to know more about myself, as I get to reflect more, I find myself um, there are points where I agree in what society says, but there are points where um, no, what they say is not the absolute truth. My story is what matters. Yeah. Um, it's not totally that I've come to terms with it already. I wouldn't say I'm a non-believer naman or I wouldn't say naman that I'm a total ano ba, um, radical person. But siguro <laughs> how do I answer this question? <laughs> Go girl! Um, Kayo yan. Loosen up. <laughs> siguro I'm also learning about myself also. Like, hindi ko alam kung kailan yung mga araw na bine-break ko yung yung beliefs ng society because I don't intend to like I grew up with with these norms I grew up with these beliefs and honestly I've been thinking that that's the absolute truth <laughs> but it's through experiences like this that I learn about life more learn about myself more I learn about um, what I agree and what I disagree in what society says so a lot of my essays um, revolve around that theme around a lot of judgment kasi badalas kasi judge tayo eh for the wrong that we've done but people don't know or people don't look at the intentions or people don't look at why you did certain things and you get judged merely by what you did but they don't um, even bother to look at the story behind it or um, where is this person coming from I mean it's not to justify the wrong that has been done but it's just to understand people more to understand um i think that's that's what everybody just wants it eh, to be understood i mean i wouldn't have i wouldn't have agreed to this podcast if ate tony didn't say yes eh. <laughs> because no one would read it who understands me because i i would feel that um if anyone else would have read it that person would have judged me first before getting into my issues. So, sa ngayon, like, yun nga, like you said, you, 
you're still figuring things out when it comes to yun nga, the, your beliefs and what society tells you. Paano mo paano mo nasasabi na na nag-ground mo yung sarili mo or para how do you go about it? I reflect a lot. I pray a lot. I ask a lot of questions to myself. Um I I ask a lot of whys. I I ask a lot of um, whys to myself. Why did I think that? And why to other people? Why would you think that? Or um, there's this one. Um, I don't know if you've read the seven highly effective, the seven habits of highly effective people. There's one habit there that is so hard and it seems so easy but when I'm faced with the real situations it's so hard to seek first to understand then to be understood a lot of times there's a lot of argument because all you want is to be understood but before you are understood you have to realize that the other party also wants to be understood. So, the argument will never finish if nobody would want to understand first. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep asking a lot of whys to my, both to myself and to other people. Mostly my boyfriend. I ask him a lot of whys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he gives me a lot of whys also, and it never ends. And because of the whys, I understand myself a little bit more. I understand him a little bit more. And it's it draws people closer. It draws friendships closer. It draws relationships closer. When... Uh, you understand someone. I see. Can you uh, no, share that quote again, that line from the book um, you mentioned mo kanina? I know. To seek first to understand, then to be understood. Um, I think that's the fifth habit. Yeah, the fifth habit. Nice. Thank you. So, you mm-hmm. what has changed? Or parang what would you say is the difference between the princess that you were prior to writing this essay mm-hmm. from the princess that you are now? Mm-hmm. Ang tagal din no, na, yeah. 2015? Yeah, 2015. Mga five years. <laughs> um, actually, I accept ko na. Maybe in 2015, I was still hoping that he and I would be together. <laughs> in 2015, mm. I was kind of hoping that um, we'd find a way to make long-distance relationship work <laughs> from Hawaii to the Philippines. <laughs> uh, uh. I, think, I think that was how hopeless romantic I was in 2015. But I was too scared then. I was 20. I was still in college. I didn't have money to go to Hawaii. I didn't have a visa. Um, sometimes I even thought about running away with my tuition money to get to, <laughs> to 
know why, but sometimes I think I love it. <laughs> what if pili ko pili ko na maging batin ko dadhana ako tapos maging angelica pangaliban and then I I come into the apartment bringing my bringing my luggage and when I get to the door a girl opens oh my god I'm gonna die <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna die <laughs> yeah I guess I'm so Ay. hopeless romantic when I was um 20 now When I wrote this essay, especially when I went soul searching, that's when I really accepted that there was kilig. There was kilig. Love maybe because um, he he made me feel loved. We understood each other so easily. Like I loved listening to him. He thinks I. Um, th- this only recently that I learned that he thinks. Um, I was so easy to talk to. Back then, I was like trying to keep the conversation going. <laughs> I was trying to. Mm. Back then, I was even trying to, um, like, um, think of questions for small talk because I didn't know how to small talk, to small talk. I was, I was mm. that. I was that was the twenty year old me. But yeah, after there are two After the um. Soul searching, going to Cambodia. I was alone. I was alone for. I spent five days in Cambodia, and then I spent one full day to travel to Cambodia, even if it's near. I even the glay over across Malaysia just to have a long trip, just for additional time to write and additional time to think. When I was there, I would sit down in the middle of the museum, stare at rocks, stare at artifacts. I would, I would, I was just alone. This is like me time, seven days, deba. Right? My parents were like, "What the hell? Why would she want to go on a solo trip <laughs> at twenty 20- mm. <laughs> in Cambodia?" <laughs> But it was the dream. Since since Tomb Raider, since um, uh, I went to that um to that temple. Anyway, so yeah, I. It was through that soul searching when I filled my love tank, um, from judging myself, from being that hopeless romantic, to acceptance, to like I'm not hoping that he and I will be together, but like that acceptance that he just came to pass in my life. Our our paths crossed for a reason, and. To me, at least for my story, he he passed in my life to remind me that I should be in a relationship where this my partner treasures me in the same way I treasure my partner. I should be in a relationship that makes me laugh, that makes me sing, because I haven't been singing when I was with my ex. Eh. So right now I always mm. sing, and I always get harana mm. from my boyfriend, <laughs> and that, and that's what makes me like when I look back into this story. Yeah, it it told me that hey, this is what you're looking for in a relationship. This is what you're not looking for. This is um what says you are treated as a princess. This is what says um. 
you are treated with love and care. You know, those kinds of things. And yung decision mo to, to go soul-searching sa Cambodia was specifically because of that encounter. Yes, because after that encounter, it was like my last year in college. So I had thesis, I had orgs, I had an NGO, mm-hmm. like such busy days, so many people counting on me. I would even walk around the hallway with my with my eyebrows crossed because I'm thinking about my next meeting. You know, so many things. Um, so I didn't have time to stare at the ceiling for so long. I mean, I mentioned there, I stared at the ceiling asking me, asking myself questions, but parang it wasn't enough. The time to stare at the ceiling wasn't enough. So I had some savings back then and um, good thing I didn't use my savings to go to the States, but <laughs> um, I, I used my savings to, yeah, go to Cambodia. I felt like Um, for once in my life, I should go on a solo trip before graduating college. Yeah, it was before, just right before graduation when I went to Cambodia. Yon, thank you, thank you for sharing. Before I wrap this up, mm-hmm. meron ka bang any last words or a message that you would like to leave our listeners with? Wow. Um, I guess cheating is like taboo or a taboo and at the same time, um, I wouldn't say normal, but it happens a lot these days. And I guess, um, I'm not saying cheating is right or, um, yun nga eh, sabi lagi ng mga DJ, once a cheater, always a cheater. Okay lang lumande, basta walang sabit. Yun mga sinasabi ng DJ sa radio eh. But um, sometimes when you're in um, a relationship where you don't find yourself happy or where you're in a relationship where you don't get to be yourself or when you're in a relationship na nakakasakal, um, I guess that's the reason why um, we end up looking elsewhere. Um, looking for um, some place where you're celebrated. We we just all want to be in a place where we are celebrated, we are understood, we are loved, we are cared. Because that's what we all deserve. And sadly, when people cheat and you find that place elsewhere, not in the place that you're in, then... That's when a lot of discernment happens. Um, should I stay? Should I go? Or is this me? Is this not me? Is this my belief? Is this society's norms? Am I just staying because society said so? Am I just, or, or am I leaving because I'm choosing my happiness? Or um, is my happiness more important than somebody else's? Will I be happy if somebody else is crying? You know, you you ask yourself again a bunch of other questions. And I think it's good to ask. And whatever your answers are to those questions, the important thing is to be truthful to yourself. Because if you're truthful to yourself, then you'll find 
the quote-unquote right answer. Right answer for you. It doesn't have to be what's right in other people's eyes. It's your life. It's your relationship. You have to find where you're happy, where you're celebrated. And, you know, sometimes other people cheat and then they realize, nope, I'm, I don't want to be happy with any other person other than this person I'm in right this person I'm with right now and that's where forgiveness comes in and that's where um, you start saying that love is a choice and that's where you start saying that um, being in a relationship is loving the good and the bad in this relationship you're celebrated you're loved there are good days and bad days but you love both of them in the end and that's where you'll find true happiness it's a journey it's a journey and the most important thing is to be truthful to yourself so searching up with Ayam Galing, ganda. Thank you, Princess. Grabe, ang galing mo pa rin talaga with words. Ano ba yan? Ripples. I make ripples. <laughs> yes, you're making ripples with words right now. Oh. Uh, and, you know, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for inviting you. me. Thank you so much. I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you for inviting me because um when I wrote this, my bunch of quarantine essays, um, the producer mm. or the events person um, inside of me says, so how am I going to launch this? <laughs> and then, and then um, you came with an invite and I said, hey, why not do a podcast? <laughs> and, mm. and I'm thankful. I feel honored to be part of this podcast. And I hope I can share some more when I'm when I've finished writing them. <laughs> uh, yes, oh, yeah. One day, I hope to be back. <laughs> thank you, thank you din sa'yo. I mean, for, syempre, your generosity and, of course, your openness to share this part of your life. Yes. Not just with me, but, of course, with the listeners as well. So, thank you. And yun nga, same. We also, we look forward to having you in future episodes. Oh, me so, too. Mangyayari yan. Yeah. You know, oh. you know, when I, when I shared this with you and you invited me and I thought about sharing this it's how I this is how I feel whenever I share an artwork be it um, a play that I directed or a movie um, it's like getting myself naked because a part of me is revealed to the world that mm. my heart was pumping a while ago and that's also why I was so happy that it was Ate Tony who read the essay because she gave so much justice in it. She gave so much heart in it. And there was just so much understanding between me and her. So I didn't feel um, uncomfortable getting naked on this part of me. But I mean, sharing this to uh, you and the other listeners. And thank you. Thank you for listening. It means a lot. Oh, thank you. And that was Princess on her essay, Why I Went Soul Searching. 
This has been Uriel. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And we hope that this episode inspires you to continue to make ripples with words. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Princess. Thank you.